Lori Gentles, thank you so much for joining us on the Six Figure Jobs podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Lori is the chief people officer of the city of Santa Monica. So the first people executive that we had on the podcast that actually runs a whole darn city. So that is a really, really big job. Um, as every guest is on the Six Figure Jobs podcast, uh, Lori is a personal friend of mine. We've met in our various HR circles and over the past several weeks to months, we've been really just connecting. Uh, she has an exciting book that's coming up and an entire project. So we're excited to talk about that today. But Lori, welcome to the Six Figure Jobs podcast. Thank you. So nice to be here. Thanks for yeah. the invite. Yeah. yeah, excited to have you on. So um, what is it like running a city? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's... It truly is a big job because working in a city, uh, you know, most people, my colleagues that I know that work in HR, they work for a company that has one product or maybe a couple of products. So it's one complete organization. Working for a city is like working for 14, 15, possibly 20 different organizations just because of the diversity of the, the work that we do. I mean, we have the public safety uh, you know, police and fire, and then you have the streets, and then you have the buildings. And so it's very, very diverse. And you have the community involvement, which makes the life very interesting when you have community uh, constituents that you have to, to please. And it's very diverse. We've got 94,000 residents in the city of Santa Monica, and all 94,000 of them have a different idea about how the city should run and what's important to them and their family. So, yeah. Wow. So when you go to bed at night or when you have those quiet moments, <laughs> I believe you said you had like 2,100 people that were yeah. fully employed. Mm-hmm. So do, do you really think that that's 90, 96,000 in your head? You know what I mean? That you're responsible <laughs> for? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, I think it's even more than that. You know, it's, it's exponential. So 94,000 residents, but then I've got 2,000 you know, employees, population-based, but then their families. So we're also concerned about their families and we provide resources and benefits that expand. So the HR reach is very, very deep, you know, it could potentially be hundreds of thousands of people. It's not just the raw single digit number of each individual. It's add on five more people to their family. And and how we touch them as well. Wow. Now, Laura, you know, one thing that I've always taken from you and my experiences with you, obviously, you are very technically proficient at what you do, because that's an astronomical number of people to even consider making decisions on behalf. But one thing I've always enjoyed about you is that you're a clear, direct communicator. Like, you know, there's no BS on the radar when you're talking to Lori. But I also feel your heart when we communicate. I mean, thankfully, Santa Monica and the surrounding communities have people like you because I can just tell you, not everyone's like that, right? So how have you kept a heart-centered approach to being in such a large role? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a balancing act because on one hand, I have to be business-oriented. I have to, you know take my fiduciary responsibility and managing resources uh, appropriately. But on the other hand, I I know that this is a a people business and it's a people business, not in the way that we um, enable people or even coddle people, but it's a, it's a, it's a 
it's a people business in a way that you try to make people be the best that they possibly can be within the organization by giving them tools and resources and support and encouragement and hope and, you know, opportunities. And so, um, you know, I think that a lot of it stems, uh, James, really from my own upbringing and mentors and people that I've had in my life that have opened up doors and opportunities and encouragement, everything that I just talked about. And I know the power of giving that to people and then what they can do with that. Right. Um, it's part of the, the heart piece. And uh, yeah. 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 And have you always been in the civic space? I have. And I actually got my start in private sector. Okay. In the aerospace industry. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a big thing here in Southern California. So are, yeah. are, are, are you a native to Southern California? I'm not. I'm a native of Arizona. Okay. Yep. And that's where I got my start in, the, in human resources. And right. uh, yeah. And, and when you're in the private space, you know, where I developed my customer service skills, you know, and, and how to serve is in, in private sector, because you didn't serve, you didn't please the customer, you know, it's profits, it tied more directly into, you know, dollars and cents, whereas in the civic space, it's not so much that it's more public, public opinion, Mm -hmm. your reputation is your capital, Oh, that's a very powerful. That that's the first. I, I like to do pretend bomb yeah. when somebody drops a bomb on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your reputation is your capital. It is. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always love the thing that said it takes a lifetime to build a reputation, and seconds to destroy it. Second to destroy it. Yeah, and you see that all the time in the playing yeah. out in the news. You know, with politicians yeah. and government. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's amazing. Um, so there's somebody out there right now that's going to listen to this podcast and they have under five years of experience or they're under five years and owning their business and they, and they want to be Lori one day. Um, very difficult to articulate how you got to where you are because it's millions of hours of just putting in work. Um, but, you know, one thing that I talked about in a management training that I did once, and this was to like, you know, a a diverse area of people that were doing all kinds of disciplines. But I said, to me, there's two things that you will need to get to the executive track of any business or any company. I said, you need to understand finance Mm -hmm. and you need to understand the law. And I just said, if you have that, you have an advantage and a leg up that most people would never even have. So you can be creative all you want. position ultimately should probably what you do. And if you do, that will set you apart. Would you agree with that advice? I definitely would, but I would add one more onto that. So I think you need to have, you know, finance, legal, um, but I also think you need to have a people, obviously, side. So you got to have that. So you need to finance, you need to be able to speak the language of business. Right. Um, and, uh, the legal aspect, what you can, cannot do, it's kind of right. your fiduciary responsibility. And then just the people side, understanding the, the diversity of people and, and how you communicate and interact with them and influence them as well. So, yeah, I, that, I think that's another one for how you influence them. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Um, so, you know, you, by the way, um, you definitely should, uh, tell the audience your, Instagram handle. I love your Instagram channel. Um, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like it's yeah. actually like stoppable. I'm making up a word. 
But of all the things on Instagram that you see, scroll, 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 your videos are just awesome. And they are stoppable because it makes me stop and it makes me think. And I love how you challenge thought. Like that's how I've always experienced you. So your platform, and correct me if this is right or wrong, is about personal responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how do you articulate personal responsibility in terms of how you're going about this in your personal platform that is correlated to your professional work? Yeah, you know, it's a it's about choice, you know. So when I think about personal responsibility and being in HR, so often we hear people complaining about a number of different things. And mm-hmm. again, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I really want to provide tools for people to be empowered and self-led and not have to rely on their boss or somebody else to, to necessarily give them an opportunity because I do believe that you have the ability to create some of your own opportunity by your own actions and by your own choice. So one of my uh, branding, uh, how I branded myself is through a concept called I, I choice. So it's little I and, you know, C-H-O-I-C-E. Um, and it stands for uh, intelligent, inspired, intentional, and individual choice. Ooh. And that is so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's so important. And, and there's definitions around that. And it's really teaching people how to tap into their divine genius and their divine kind of purpose right. um, that will help guide and direct them to navigate them, whether it's, you know, they want to start their own business, whether they want to grow and promote within the organization. And that's the differ- differentiator. You can set yourself apart from 99% of people who are just waiting passively for something to come their way versus taking full ownership of their life and their destiny and stepping mm-hmm. into that and making informed, intelligent you know, decisions. Yeah, I love that. Will you, will you repeat the four I's? Because it's so, so good. Yeah, so I-Choice stands for intelligent. Intelligent. Inspired. Inspired. Intentional. Intentional. <laughs> and it's individual choice. Individual choice. I love that. I feel like I was I was the kid in the classroom, like, repeat after me. Intelligent, inspired. Yeah, intelligent, inspired. Intelligent, inspired, intentional. Intentional, intelligent, inspired, intentional. Intentional and individual. Yeah. And the yeah. That's a whole movement, Lori. That's a whole yeah. Really, we could just we could just do that. Imagine a world where in fifth grade you start that. Oh, yeah. Woo. I mean, right? Absolutely. In fifth grade, everything was structured around that. I, okay, this is a big loaded question. <laughs> We're going to figure some stuff out today. Okay, solving the world, yes. <laughs> Let's solve the world's problems. We've got to figure out some things today. Um, why don't we do that at fifth grade? Why can't we reform the education system? And you're, you're the most qualified guest I've ever had since you work in the civic space. What, what's going on? Like, how come we can't fix that? You know, that is a huge, that's a million dollar question. It is. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know why we are not having different, um, why we're not teaching our kids how to think more critically. You know, as an HR, let me tell you what I see on the tail end as a result okay. of not doing that. Yes. Yeah, I see people in the workspace that can't think critically because our educational system, 
and what society, you know, tells us. We learn how to memorize things and, you know, we, we learn what to think about certain topics. We are not learning how to think kind of critically and how to kind of, um, you know, use all of our dimensions in terms of our of the of the learning space and so what i see in the world inspired intelligent yeah that inspired intelligent because here's the here's the dichotomy so think about babies and children toddlers yeah. toddlers absolute absolutely exercise eye choice they're going to do their own little uh their own little inspired actions whatever they want to do that they're inspired to do they're going to do yeah, they're gonna put on a tutu, some. They're gonna hair, do it. That's right. Like a a dunce hat, some That's goggles. Right. What I'm they, inspired to look this way today, and this is how I'm gonna go to school. Right. My rain boots on, and it's summer. You know, whatever right. the situation is, it's individual. It's not what any other buddy, anyone else is doing. So we have that as young people, and then we lose it along the way. Because we let society, we let societal pressures and messages, you know, um, penetrate us and kind of put guardrails around us. Yeah. Because you can and cannot do certain things. Right. You yeah. know. It's so yeah. You're right. So I, I I like how you flipped that and said, well, this is this is the 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 results mm-hmm. of us not doing that. Wow. Yeah. That that really is powerful. You know. Laszlo Block, um, I, I always say his name wrong, but the <laughs> chief people officer of Google. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In his new book, Work Rules, I really like it. But um, probably this is ego driven <laughs> for me, <laughs> but he was at London School of Economics. And uh, I think somebody asked a question or he said, he said, well, I don't have a traditional background in HR. And I think that's why I've had a lot of success. So he went on to give like five major brands like Pepsi or whatever, but you know, like Levi's, like really big brands Uh or companies and said, either they're non-traditional thinkers and that's how I think you are, Lori, or they're not, or they don't have the background. And then he said, you know, this person's a lawyer and they got into HR and it wasn't even labor and employment law. Exactly. Right. Um, This person was a management consultant in the finance space Uh and then came into HR. So the reason why I say that, not to nerd out with us as HR people, but when I'm thinking about the education secretary mm-hmm. and, you know, regardless of political party, you just inspired me to have this thought. What if we had like a real um, vanguard type of change maker as education secretary? Cause they tend to be these doctors of education. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm not throwing shade on any doctorate, right? A doctor of education, but that is an academic rigor thing. Everybody mm-hmm. knows in academia, it has a certain culture to it, right? Right. So, what if you had some tech person? You know what I mean? That had this kind of break it, fix it, break it, fix it mentality, mm-hmm. and this tech kind of person could come in and go, you know what? I'm about to redo everything like from a federal level. So I think that's really interesting to think about how it could potentially be disrupted. And then that segues back to what you and I do. I've never seen so many conversations, at least. I don't know about action, but conversations about redoing work just in general. Mm -hmm. We're all work from home now. Yeah. Yeah. 
everyone wants to lean into diversity, equity, inclusion, paying yep. women the same. Obviously, that we're a hundred years late on all of that. Um, <laughs> but what do you think about the future of work from your seat? Yeah. So um, definitely, and you know, you know, they say what goes around comes around. So I, you know, when you first asked that question, one of the things that I thought of immediately is remember when we used to all talk about self self directed teams and that was kind of a big thing well I think that you know in some in some spaces that's still happening but I would really like to think about you know everyone a leader everyone's leading from the seat that they they sit in and what does that look like they're empowered to you know make decisions they're empowered to share their voice without fear like the the hierarchy you know there's there may still need to be some structure but People are feeling, you know, empowered and confident, and they're 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 rewarded, you know, for that for contributing. I've I've implemented a um, a culture I call it the best idea wins culture, mm-hmm. which means that I don't care who you are, if you're the front desk person, if you are the custodian, if you're whatever, if you come up with an idea, we're going to go with your idea. And guess what? You might be the one leading it, even though you're not in a leadership. Capacity. Mm-hmm. So in, in terms of what do I think the future is going to look like, I think that as we all are separated and disconnected virtually, this may yeah. go on for a very long period of time, that more people are going to have to step up to the step up to the ladder. The, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to use your voice more because guess what? We don't see you just down the hall. Right. So if you want to get something done, you are going to have to be more visible. You're going to have to step up and be speak out more to actually get stuff done. Um, right. yeah. So yeah. that's, that's, that's very cool. I'm, I'm experimenting with, um, like an athletics kind of concept because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've always been inspired by the military, by, uh, sports teams in particular. And when yeah. I think back about my childhood in college, when you talk about racial harmony yeah. and, and gender harmony, Mm-hmm. If you get a bunch of, um, let's say, 10 years old so they could actually play the game, at that level, like pre-puberty, you can play kickball, and it's male, it's female, yeah. yep. all colors are there, kids might be in a wheelchair, it's all good, mm-hmm. uh, a kid that stutters is there, it's all yeah. good, yeah. The, the kid with the shitty clothes is there, yeah. the yeah. kid with the nice clothes is still there, and everyone's just playing kickball, because it's that simple, right? Yep, yep. So I've been thinking about just kind of the squads and teams yeah, type yeah. Of, of org, org design mm-hmm. where you're going to have, in, in my industry, you're, you're going to have client-facing teams, right? Yeah. And you're going to have departments, but we get away. So let me refine that. We keep the departments and the company, which are military terms, mm-hmm. which, you know what I mean? Those yeah. are military terms. But then psychologically, we have, a, you know, squads, which are larger groups of people and then teams mm-hmm. and these teams become almost like your home base when you were in school. Yeah. That every Monday, let's say at 12 o'clock, you sit down, whether it's on Zoom and you're going through things that are related, well, that, that are that are 50 percent related to work and 50 percent personal. Yeah. So the 50 percent work is, you know, hey, 
Um, it's a bit of a cognitive behavioral therapy. Like, yeah, hey, things are crazy right now. Yeah, stuff's yeah. going fast, yada, 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 so-and-so, so-and-so. Not leaning into gossip, but just having a cathartic experience of expression, not yeah. around going up to a manager. And then the other 50% of that is, well, how's your sleep? Um, have you guys been going through a lot of anxiety um, as well? Well, I just found a new smoothie um, <laughs> recipe that I really enjoy. And, and what I see through that psychologically is this depth of culture that really um, encourages, you know, overall organizational performance because the relationships are so much deeper than only talking about work. What do you think about that? I think that that is excellent. And it's so funny that you say that because I just had a check-in meeting. I do a weekly check-in meeting with my whole department. And we started talking about that, ways that we can connect because you know, for the foreseeable future, um, and talk about some real issues like, you know, um, our emotion, the emotional roller coaster that, you know, we've mm -hmm. all been going through with this isolation, the uh, underlying, you know, uh, mental issues, perhaps, or behavioral issues that our employees are experiencing, and that how we have to provide resources for them. But then talking personally about what are you doing? Let's, let's learn from each other, let's encourage each other, let's build some deeper relationships with each other because that in and of itself is we're kind of leading by example from yeah. an HR standpoint. We want to be the model of how virtual best practices, if you will, yeah. for the rest of the organization. And so I really like that idea. And you are going to have, someone said today, I missed the water cooler talk. Exactly. Said, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. We said, how can we because that's where relationships are forged. And you see somebody in the kitchen or, you know, grabbing their lunch. Yeah. And so how can we create that virtually? I said, so we can get on the, on a check-in call and it's a little bit of work, but it's a lot of bit of just non-work stuff yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's key. And that's crucial because that keeps yeah. the culture intact. Awesome. Absolutely. So, um, so where can the six figure jobs audience find you in terms of Instagram, your website, et cetera? Yeah. Thank you. So, so my website is, is, is underway. It's going to be uh, published soon. It's the choices company.com, the choices company.com, mm -hmm. but also where you can reach me uh, more frequently is at the, on Instagram, you know, so you can follow me, check me out at, at, we are I choice. We are I choice. It's a tribe that I'm um, building of like-minded people. Who I'm in the tribe. In the power of choice. Yes, you are in I'm, the tribe. I'm in the tribe official. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I follow you on Instagram. So I, I highly recommend that everyone else does it too. Lori's going to ask you some great questions to get your mind right for, yep. you, to, to, for you to make those independent, intelligent, inspired Individual. Individual choice. Yep. There you go. See, I, I, I almost <laughs> got, got it. I got it. Um, Very good. Last bit of advice. Ooh, I'm going to flip it on you today. Okay. Just because you're so smart, I have to ask you lots of hard questions. Oh, no. <laughs> what would you tell the Lori of 15 years ago if you were advising her? Oh, good question. Lori of <laughs> 15. I have to think, how old am I now? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not related. Yes, you know what I would Ten say. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep doing what you're doing because you know, and I not to sound, you know, whatever, but I've been on this journey for a long time, and and uh, James, this really was inspired 
you know, by my grandma. And I can tell you a whole story about, you know, how she inspired me to follow my own path and to march to my own drum, even with other noise that was to the contrary of that. So we all get messages in our lives and stay on that path. Um, and keep doing what you're doing because this is, you're creating your destiny, which is where I feel that I am now. So I'm coming into that. Yeah. Well, I am so happy for you that you are living your destiny. That is a blessing. And, yeah. and a lot of people don't get a chance to experience that in life. Right. So right. As, your, as your friend, I'm so happy that that is your reality. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's about well, choices. I, yes. Well, as we say here on the Six Figure Jobs podcast, life is too short to be underpaid. So we're happy that your reputation capital, just to take it back to the top of the podcast, is in full effect. Thank you for what you do for our community. Thank you for what you do for me, Lori, and for for everybody at large. Um, Thank you for challenging us and keeping us on top of our game, Lori Gentles. Thank you so much for being here on Six Figure Jobs Podcast. Thank you so much. (laughs)